baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. Time for your Friday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. Our uh, top story, and I saw this uh, break a little bit yesterday. It was actually last night where I saw that the WIF principal, the new WIF principal, had sent George WIF high school principal, I should say, uh, put out a letter saying, hey, a gun was found at school. There was an incident. Um, Nobody was hurt. Um, obviously stress to your students, you know, to um, not bring weapons to school, things along that line. This was a loaded gun? Um, I don't know if it was a loaded gun or not. Okay. Um, they never did state it. And in fact, Richmond police didn't state it. But what we later learned was that this student was actually arrested at school. They found the gun. And this arrest was part of an earlier shooting in the week um involving a 15 year old in south richmond so what had happened was is that there was this 15 year old i believe shot um on a bike um from other reporting that i've seen uh, on kinsley avenue in in south richmond on monday and then we have police investigated and they arrest this 17 year old at george with and they find a gun on him at school so now he faces a boatload of charges, um, you know, uh, several related to the shooting and then several related to having a gun on school property. So it it, it was was a story that two seemingly stories that were, were, were smaller in nature that became a much bigger story. Uh, Yeah. And uh, interesting how that all happened. Um, So you, you saw, you know, kind of rumblings of this last night with the. I I saw rumblings of the, of the gun at with. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, I didn't yeah. know that yeah. the, two, the two were connected until Richmond police said the two were connected. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, we knew about the kid who was shot on the bike. And there's been, yeah. as we've discussed multiple times, a incredibly large number of teens being shot in the metro area. I'm not going to even limit it to Richmond. So a number have been in Richmond, but it's not yeah. been limited to Richmond. Um, and as it relates to Richmond, um, going back to a story we covered earlier this week when Chief Gerald Smith talked about the numbers and the crime numbers as it relates to juveniles involved in fatal and non-fatal shootings. He says the numbers have gone down, but the thing that was making it seem more is that it's all happening kind of at the same time. It's bunched together. Yeah, it's bunched together. I, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Let's look at the the. Let's look at Henrico. Let's not even peg it to to Richmond. Um, yeah. There were two shootings of teens in Eastern Henrico in early spring. And it made it seem much larger than the numbers were uh, because you had those instances. Now, of course, you've actually had another one over there by the raceway and it makes you wonder what's going on in in the area over by the raceway. Right. And of course, Henrico stuff is not included in city of Richmond crime stats. But I mean, the city of Richmond teens have all kind of bunched together, too. Right. No. And what I'm saying is that it's an an example of the bunching making the story seem bigger. And we don't want to pin it just on, hey, 
Richmond has a crime. Oh, right. Really, really, it's been spread out. There has been shootings. We literally, since we've done this podcast, have talked about talked about teens being shot in every locality um, and in the area. Wasn't there? I mean, early June in Chesterfield, there was that graduation party where kids yeah, got that shot. That was that was in, in 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 July. That was right around the Fourth of July when we had uh, you know all those crazy stories. No, I'm, I'm talking about the graduation party in early June. In oh, you know, and I was thinking of a different party. We yeah. Had, you know, yeah. There were multiple shootings in Chesterfield. So this yeah. is, again, showing this is not just bunch a, together, much together. That, you know, there, there were incidents. There were a couple, both in, uh, you know, I want to say in roughly the same area, yeah. um, you know, in, in Chesterfield. So, again, um, but again, with this George with story, this teen is now facing a number of charges. Uh, and the good news with the, with the 15-year-old that was shot, his injuries are no longer considered to be life-threatening. So he should be able to recover. Whether or not it's a full recovery, don't know. But it, they're not non-life-threatening injuries at this point. So moving on to a, a different story. And this is a story that's been going on for really over a year and a half, almost two years at this point, I think. Because uh, well, if it was December I mean, of 2020, so yeah, we're we're approaching. We're almost coming up on two years on this, but um, the lawsuit itself is about a year old because, uh, well, not quite a year old yet because Mark Herring, one of the last things that he did as a Democrat in the Attorney General's office was file this lawsuit against the town of Windsor, saying that the uh, police department there. Uh, you know, the way they operate leads to racial discrimination in their practices and all that. Uh, and all this is kind of uh, related to uh, the 2020 video, which is now coming up on two years almost, of the uh, Caron Nazario, the army lieutenant who's black and Latino, that the, the video went viral and yeah. and uh, caused a lot of uh, people to get upset about the uh, contents of the video. But basically, uh, in the video, uh, Coro Nazario, the Army lieutenant, uh, was uh, he was knocked down, he was pepper sprayed, he was yeah. uh, some uh, derogatory slang was uh, directed toward him. And he sued the officers. Of course, he didn't die during this. Um, but, you know, it was uh, one of the he sued the officers in a separate lawsuit. But Mark Herring, one of the last things that he does, attorney general, has filed this lawsuit against the town of Windsor. Yeah. And Jason Miaras, when he took office, decided to continue pursuing it. In fact, he added some uh, additional uh, complaints to the uh, lawsuit that says that specifically they the, the town of Windsor's police department violates the first, fourth, and 14th amendment rights of individuals. And the town of Windsor was saying, yes, this Nazario thing is bad, but it doesn't reflect on the police department as a whole, and therefore it should be dismissed. And the judge, uh, in this case, decided against the town of Windsor, decided the lawsuit should move on. And the people who want the lawsuit carried forward such as the Isle of Wight NAACP were applauding the fact that this uh, lawsuit will continue to move forward. And not only that, but crossed along party lines because it was first yeah. introduced by Mark Herring and continued by Jason Miaras. Is this lawsuit in federal or in state court at this point? Um, that I'm not sure off the bat right now. Um 
And I apologize for asking a question for which you did not have a steady, steady answer. I don't. And, yeah. while, and while you're while you're looking and seeing the, if, if the, the details are, are, are there, um, th- just to remind folks, this was an incident where a uh, army lieutenant, you know, the, the you know, as we discussed, um, he was driving an SUV with tinted windows and the license plate um, was in the window and um, not 100 percent visible from the road. And also he was speeding in the area. Um, however, then when he was pulled over and he did comply, um, you know, with with I think he pulled over. I think he went a little distance and then pulled over into a lighted uh, gas station, if I remember correctly. Um, that's where the the incident, you know, that you described occurred. Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, and that's why, why we are where we are today. But just to remind folks that this was a a a, a stop that uh, seemingly got out of hand and the two officers have since been uh, fired from the force. Yep. Um, I believe they were on for a little while, but then were fired, uh, you know, really after the video uh, came out and started making news in, in April of 21, I believe. So not finding the information right away. Yeah. But. Um, and you said which uh, federal or, or yeah, I couldn't remember if uh, it's federal or state, but I meant you know, probably uh, yeah. state. So yeah, you would think, but well, um, but yeah, anyway, we, so so the know. lawsuit the lawsuit is proceeding. The lawsuit um, is proceeding. Yep. So so and and um and and I believe the lawsuit uh, that uh, Lieutenant Nazario brought as well um is is still ongoing as well so you know, i think so yeah um and, and just so as folks, you mentioned the officers have been fired so right, right. and but that and doesn't just, mean that there still can't be you know compensatory damages in this case right and, and just and just so folks know there is a local tie to this he was a virginia state student i believe um and um was actually i believe coming from petersburg down to uh Okay. It was it was it was either going to Petersburg or coming from Petersburg. I vaguely recall that from yeah, the, I don't I don't remember the specific details of this case, but that's uh that's interesting to know. Yeah, so there there is there is a a, a, is more, he a Fort Lee, maybe? Um no no no. He was I mean I, I I want to say he was um I don't remember I don't remember the exact uh, circumstances of his tri- okay. of his uh but he was he was he was a Fort he was a Virginia State University student at at one point and was coming from Petersburg. So, okay. Gotcha. So um, but anyway, so now, now that we actually raised more questions on that story than we actually <laughs> yeah. answered, um, in regards to that podcast, podcast, um, uh, you know, on this podcast, um, we now move on to our next story. And this I found interesting because you wouldn't think that October would be the most deadly month on the roads, but statistically, I mean, obviously one month has to be statistically the deadliest month on sure. the roads. I don't know why it's October. I would have I would have bet dollars that it would have been um been December summertime. December or November or over the summer. I never would yeah. have been on October. I I would think summertime just because everyone's out on vacation, you know, the roads are more crowded and stuff like that. I never would have guessed October either. Yeah, but but you know what? Maybe people on vacation, there are fewer people driving to work. So you have fewer crashes that way. You know, who yeah. knows? But uh but October over the last decade, okay. 10% of all traffic deaths have occurred in the month of October in Virginia. So that's, that's weird. That's yeah. just on. So, so, so they're doing some extra enforcement efforts um, uh, in uh, Virginia this weekend. 
Um, and one interesting thing that, the, that uh, the DMV said is that they think part of it is because there are two holidays in uh, the month of October, that being right. Columbus slash Indigenous uh, People's Day and Halloween. I can understand Halloween because a lot of parties, people drinking, not paying attention, yeah. children in the road, things right. along that line. I can understand that one. Uh, Columbus Day, they're really, I guess, saying that, you know, people are off, have more time, maybe spending more social time with friends. Then you have additional people traveling, drinking, things along that line. Um, yeah. The other thing that may be contributing to it, um, it's getting darker. That's what I was going to say. And I was hesitant to say it because it's like, well, maybe this is a weird correlation, but maybe people are thrown off by the fact it's getting darker earlier and it's getting lighter later in the morning. Well, yeah. And I I will tell you the lighter earlier and later in the morning is a problem for me because the way I drive in the morning, my commute takes me due east, basically. And I come around a traffic circle directly into the sun and it's basically driving by feel at that point. Cause you can't see the road at all. You're just, you're hoping the sun is blinding when it's coming yeah. up real early and you're heading East. It's like, yeah, yeah that, and, and your, your, your flipper, you know, your visor and your car yeah. is not going to help that. Because yeah, I mean, it's and, and with the reflection off the road, it's, it's not easy. So yeah. I can understand, I can understand that, that portion of it. With, with and the, maybe just because people have an earlier start of driving to work or driving to school And it would be interesting to see, I don't know if the DMV did this, but see when these accidents are happening. Yeah, no, they did not provide that number. And that would have been a great question to ask. And it probably would have taken the entire day and then to next week to figure, you know, for them to get to to, to pull that that data. There may be something there, though. Yeah, yeah. And and we always get the warning, you know, right in early November, too. um, When the time changes. When the time change comes. So that wouldn't surprise me that there is probably some time and and light influence uh, there. Yeah, I bet that's that makes a lot of sense. So um, speaking of traffic and and, and issues, um, the city of Richmond is going to start enforcing parking on Saturdays in certain areas of the city. Not this weekend, uh, but the following weekend uh, on the 15th. Mm. Um, So be careful where you park in the city starting on the 15th. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, and I haven't been anchoring today, so I haven't been up on this story that much. So forgive me there, but I thought this is only going to be Scott's edition. This is citywide. Uh, it's not citywide, but it's not just Scott's edition. It's an okay. area near Scott's edition okay. along along uh, Arthur Ashe Boulevard, and then it's what is known as the Central Business District, which the easiest way to describe it to you is imagine going from Belvedere East. Okay. All the way down and circling around the um, the VCU Medical Center. Basically, it's like Lee to Broad and okay. Belvedere to the VCU Medical Center. Basically, ninety five. So it's okay. a big, and they're going to start enforcing uh, time so restrictions. Are they doing this piecemeal? Um, I don't know if it's going to be piecemeal. It's just those areas need the parking spots more. Okay. I mean, if you think about it, the area from Broad to Moore Street, that is basically, I mean, on, on Belvedere, that's basically where you've got uh, um, but what where Buzz and Ned's used to be. But you've right. got a movie land, you've got, um, there's a bowling alley there. Um, there's, there's also going to be some construction going on in that area. Too. New development, new developments there. You got uh, in Suboka, I believe, um, in that, that general area. Um, there And a, a lot of shops and stuff in that area and people are having trouble finding parking. And let me tell you something. I, I have tried to look for parking there at, at 
other times and have had trouble finding parking. So I can imagine. Yeah, I remember it was a few years ago. I was meeting somebody in Scott's Edition at a restaurant in for breakfast. And I had like a really hard time parking, yeah. finding a place to park. But long story short, they're saying people are having trouble finding spots. So mm-hmm. they're they're trying to force people to leave spots. So spots open up. So so there's a time limit for parking, I guess. Yeah, my guess is a couple hours. I, you know, without seeing the signs in front of me right now, I couldn't tell you how long you could park in any one individual spot. And it'd be interesting to see because Scott's Edition is kind of a hot place for like nightlife stuff going on, right? Right. But now those wouldn't, those wouldn't, because we're talking about traffic enforcement, I mean, parking during the day, during the day from like like eight to six. You're still going to have trouble at night trying to find it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, but we're talking about to say it up. I got to leave this party so I can move my car. (laughs) This is, and this is primarily to help people with, uh, you know, doing business, shopping, things along that line. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's basically what we have for you today. You know, a little bit of a traffic heavy, uh, you know, newscast, you know, not newscast, but podcast near the end of that. Um, but uh, a lot of good stories today. Now, uh, next week, it will be predominantly me. Jeff is uh, taking a week off. So it will be uh, me. David will make a few appearances as well, but it will be mostly uh, me during the week. Um, so it's going to be two days of just you. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Two days okay. of just me. Um, and uh, also because I'll be uh, doing some anchoring, uh, these may be a little bit shorter uh, <laughs> than they have been. Oh, I totally get it. I totally get it. Been in those shoes for sure. So, so sorry, sorry, we won't be giving you as much, but you know, people, people deserve time off. Jeff deserves time off. So we'll let, we'll let Jeff go. It, it was debatable, but I guess that the, the votes finally went my way. Yes. So we'll, we'll give Jeff a week off and then we'll be, uh, we'll be back to, to full staffing uh, the week after. So yep. again, this has been the Friday edition of its news to us. He's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. I will see you on Monday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.